of knowing. All right, man. What Crow Triple Seven live stream? I think this is twenty-five. Hope everyone's doing well out there, and welcome, Jason. Good evening, and I hope everyone is having an outstanding Sunday. It's been really quite warm here, but uh, very few chemtrails for, I guess, months now. They're they're around, but just very very sparse. I saw some yesterday. Big old X in the sky. Thank you very much. You're awesome. Whoever the hell is actually doing that. You suck. So we should probably talk a little bit um, about the so-called comet. Uh, I'm going to try to go out tonight. I have a terrible view uh, north of where I am because of houses and trees. Um, So it's not easy to view. But uh, right about sundown for most people, if you know what the Big Dipper looks like, you're looking basically northwest, I think. Uh, The dipper will be pointed down like the little spoon ladle part. Uh, The bottom star in that spoon, the bowl part, which is pointing down about halfway between that and the horizon should be a so-called comet named, get this, Neowise. There's a a numerical designator as all comets have. Um, But I'm not sure if it's naked eye. You should have a pair of binoculars with you or if you have a P1000. Basically, if you hold your pinky and thumb like you're doing the Hawaii hang 10 sign, put that away from your body at arm's length. That's roughly 25 degrees. So from the horizon to your thumb, if you put your pinky down, that would be right about where it should be. Um, I think it's supposed to be reaching its best view. They're they're calling it the best comet in 20 some odd years. Uh, I haven't seen a good comet since the year I got my telescope, which would have been Hale-Bopp. But uh, I think you're going to go out and try to shoot it with the P1000, aren't you, Jason? I'm going to give it a shot. We'll see what we come up with. I haven't even told Rose about that yet, so surprise. I see Sue saw it. Sue, did you see it naked eye, or did you need some magnification? Um, I I think part of it depends on how dark your skies are, too. Um, If I can get any kind of a shot at it, I'll try to get out the uh, long throw and uh, and the Nikon and see if I can shoot it. Most comets aren't a very good view through a telescope, which was the first thing, one of the first things I learned with my telescope. I had my big telescope. There was a big comet. I looked at it, and through the telescope, it was so disappointing. Um, Then I read uh, comets are better naked eye if you can see them or with binoculars, and for the most part, that's a true thing. But um, I've seen supposed pictures of this comet, and they look white, so maybe it's something more normal because for some reason every comet we saw starting in roughly the year 2000 they were green and there's never been green comets before that that i'm aware of and do we know anything about that is there any explanations like what's what's the deal with all that well for one thing you're looking at a fuzzy dot in the sky with no tail uh everything i saw uh, ice on which was supposed to be the comet of the century and i couldn't find it ever and at one point it was listed right next to regulus there's no way that i couldn't have shot it with the wide field i left it open for five six seven minutes um snapped off an image after that long there was nothing there um so i'm calling that fake uh, but the whole green thing, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I have no idea, but I can tell you I recognized all the historical comets at one point. They're all pretty much white. You might see a little blue or a little yellow. Um, for the most part, they look white. And uh, sometime around 2000, they were all became green smudges, and they were very faint. Um, Every one I shot, you had to do an exposure uh, to get it, you know, at least a minute or two. And... Well, I remember, I'm trying to remember what year was it. Was it 1996? All the pictures of Halley's Comet, they were like a bluish white. Well, Halley's is one of the ones I would have recognized. Um, You know, you you look, comets, for the most part, have a look, individual look, and they look the same over and over when they come back by, for the most part. And I could recognize any picture of the major ones. Haley's one of them. What's that? A 77, 76 year period, something like that. Once yeah, in a lifetime in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so, uh, but that's roughly how most comets look. Okay. Cause that's kind of what I associate it with. And when I saw the picture of this Neo wise comet, that's what it reminded me of. It definitely looked kind of Haley's ish. Well, the name's enough to give you pause. If you wanted to just do a literal translation, 
um, you know, using common sense, that it would be something like new knowledge. They're claiming they were on a Neil Wise mission when they spotted it. Um, I think someone did a look up in another language. I'm not sure. I forget. But, of course, they've made the video of the view of the comet coming over the horizon from the space station now. So, in my view, that's all Hollywood special. And that tells you something as well about what's going on. Hmm. All right. So, which one of these things shall we get into here? i got to pull up my email that well, all the goodies. While, while we're deal, dealing with the thing that is made in a Hollywood basement called space, uh, why don't we cover what the Arabs, some of the richest nations in the world, are up to? Yeah, we can do that. And by the way, before we forget, let's announce that the Q&A submissions are closed. Crow and I are actually going to record that tomorrow. Right. So no more, no more please don't submit any more questions. We're, we're topped off. But uh, if, uh, let's see. Oh, my God, you and your – continue with that blocker, yes. I don't care. So if anybody's not familiar, although if you're, you've been watching uh, Jared and Bob over on Globebusters, they're already covering it. Uh, the United Arab Emirates will launch its first ever Mars mission today. And, uh, well, I think it – did it happen already? Um, I think it just happened. I don't, yep. Looks I like don't know, did. but, I mean, come on. They, they, you cannot get away from the number 19 anymore. July 19, that's when you're going to launch your fake Mars mission called Hope. Uh, it never ends. Hope. All right, so <laughs> this is so funny. The United Arab Emirates will launch its first ever interplanetary mission today, July 19th, or 719, and you can watch the historic liftoff live. The Emirates Mars mission, also known as Hope, is scheduled to launch atop an H-2A rocket from Japan's Tanagashima Space Center today at 5.58 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So, yeah, that's that right like now. That just happened, yeah. yep. And uh, here is a link for it. If anybody, well, it's already launched, so they'll probably show it again a million times. So, it all if all goes according to plan, the two hundred million dollar Hope mission will arrive in Mars orbit in early of twenty twenty one, then study the red planet from above for at least one Mars year, which is a little less than two Earth years. The mission will provide a more detailed and comprehensive understanding of the Martian atmosphere. Team members have said. Key to that goal is Hope's unique equator-circling orbit, which will give the probe a new perspective of the red planet's thin carbon dioxide-dominated air. But there's more fun where that came from. You get a free copy of the home game. Hope isn't the only spacecraft heading to Mars this summer. China aims to launch its first fully homegrown Mars mission, Tianwen-1, which features an orbiter, lander, and rover all in one package on July 23rd. China's first Mars craft of any kind, the Yinghua-1 orbiter, rode along with Russia's Phobos-Grunt mission, which suffered a launch failure in November of 2011. And NASA's life-hunting, sample-catching Perseverance rover is scheduled to lift off on July 30th. It is imperative that these missions get off the ground relatively soon, in Perseverance's case, by August 15th. Launch windows for Mars-bound craft come around just once every 26 months, when Earth and the Red Planet are properly aligned. Oh, they just love saying the Red Planet. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just going through looking at the numbers. Or so the Mitsubishi Heavy Industries, they built an H-2A. That's an 11. Um, they can't help themselves. It just it cannot be helped. That's yeah, like Apollo 11, nine, right? Yeah, 9s, 1s, and 11s are going to be the act. But almost everything to do with space... Uh, is usually encoded to eight uh, in terms of movies we see and you know media in general there is no difference in the eyes of those things between so-called time travel and space uh, those two things encode identically all the time but I'm even looking at the launch times uh, it never ends all right so that's enough about space the final frontier and let's talk about this lovely little factoid uh, sheet that I was sent by uh, Susie Becker on Facebook. Thank you so much for this, if you are listening. And even if you're not, let's, thank you. Let's give people a link because this is too much common sense in one article. I know, make, right? <laughs> yeah, to make it to the Internet, this should be posted somewhere meaningful. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the first thing. It's from the Swiss. That's where all the freaking bankers are, man. Well, the biggest, you know, apparently the Seed Corporation, which is supposed to be one of the top apex places controlling everything, 
Um, but there are a few statements made in the list we're about to go through that are, it doesn't take a genius to know you're being told the truth. Um, the problem is uh, we don't control the media. And as long as television is driving world events, um, we're going to be in a tight spot here. Uh, who was it? Someone I just saw. Oh, it was John Carlo was in the forum and he talked to a Quaker or someone like that. And he asked them, how come you weren't affected by the beer bug? And the guy looked, <laughs> at, and the guy looked at him and said, because we don't watch TV. <laughs> there it is. Boom, maybe. Boom. The, to the totality of the contagion. Yeah. It exists only in your mind. All right, let me pull this article up, and we will get to work. Now, there's a whole bunch of factoids here, so we can kind of skip through it. But, all right, facts about the beer bug. And this is current, by the way. This is for uh, July of 2020. According to the latest immunological studies, the overall lethality of the beer bug is about... 0.1%, and thus in the range of a severe influenza, also known as the flu. For people at high risk or high exposure, including healthcare workers, early or prophylactic treatment is essential. Of course, because, you know, people do get the flu. That's a real thing. Well, I mean, so basically what we're saying is as we close the world, we've probably killed unknown numbers of people from stress, losing your job, not being able to make your payments, people being locked up together and fighting, alcoholism, Lord only knows for a thing that's no different than an influenza season, severe or otherwise. Right, and that's the second point here. In countries like the United States, the United Kingdom, and also Sweden, which did not have a lockdown, overall mortality since the beginning, <clears throat> since the beginning of the year is in the range of a strong influenza season. In countries like Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, overall mortality is in the range of a mild influenza season. Not screaming, pulling your hair out, oh my god, that sky is falling. No, just a regular old influenza or flu season. And by the way, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're in, you ready for this revelation? Summer. Summer is not a freaking flu season. It's retarded to think for one second that this thing could thrive in hundred-some-degree temperatures like a lot of states have. <laughs> Let's push on. <laughs> Can you tell I'm getting sick of talking about this shit? All right. Even in global hotspots, the risk of death for the general population of school and working age is typically in the range of a daily car ride to work. The risk was initially overestimated because many people with only mild or no symptoms were not taken into account. So let's break that down. That means the only thing they reported on was how lethal it was from the people who died. They didn't talk about the people who had the sniffles. Well, the problem is, as you can see the fear even in this article, um, because they're trying to tell the truth, but they're still going to say hot spots. Um, these just aren't true things. It's another year. People get sick every year. Uh, this is no different than any other year, which the numbers prove out. Okay, next. Up to 80% of all test positive persons remain symptom free. Even among 70 to 79 year olds, about 60% remain symptom free. About 95% of all people develop at most moderate symptoms. You get so, a freaking well, sniffle. <laughs> You can see when they began to push this, they targeted the minds of those that were 65 and older, and those people are still scared and worried uh, to contact other people. But what you're basically saying here is 70 to 79-year-olds um, aren't dying, and that was the whole point of all of this. So go figure. Up to 60% of all persons may already have a certain cellular background immunity to the new coronavirus due to contact with previous coronaviruses. For example, the common cold <laughs> viruses. This is something I've been saying since freaking December. The initial assumption that there was no immunity against the new coronavirus was not correct. Okay? Again, huge freaking lies across all media. It's what it's there for at this point, Jason. It's what it does. It's why it exists. The median age of the deceased in most countries, including Italy, is over 80 years, 86 years of age in Sweden, and only about 4% of the deceased had no serious preconditions. The age and risk profile of deaths thus essentially corresponds to, wait for it, 
normal mortality. Again, nothing out of the ordinary here. They shut everything down and screwed up everything for nothing. Yeah, but look look at these numbers. If I'm not mistaken, the last time I looked, the median expectant age of a white male in the Western world is 74. I think women are 78. So these people are 80. They're over the expected lifespan of uh, our of, very unhealthy population. Right, of, of the average. So that's even telling you something. Yep. In many countries, up to two-thirds of all extra deaths occurred in nursing homes, which do not benefit from a general lockdown. Why? Well, you really can't all that much. Moreover, in many cases, it is not clear whether these people really died from the beer bug or from weeks of extreme stress and isolation. Can't go to a coffee shop. Can't go to the store. Can't be go anywhere without being harassed about a freaking mask or some other nonsense. Yeah, but this is the this is one of the ones that's going to be a tell. Those people weren't allowed to see their families, and every week people die in nursing homes. If that's happened since March, they couldn't see their family. So what you're basically being told is you were prevented from seeing your mother, father, grandfather, or grandmother uh, before they died because of this put-up. you got to imagine there's going to be lawsuits up the you-know-what on the tail of this. Um, you know, our good friend David Weiss went down to see his very aged mother for a serious operation. They wouldn't let him in. He said, this is serious. Might be the last chance I ever get to see her. Would not let him in. Um, so there's where we're at right now. And I would maintain that if our courts come back in any meaningful way, some paces are going to get smacked down so hard they may not recover. And if folks do want to know what you can do about it. We've got the numbers. This is the thing I tell people over and over and over again. You got enough people standing up and saying no, it ends. They're only using fear tactics. They got nothing else. You believe what the nonsense on the television says. You go along with it. We're all to blame. And that's it. If we're wearing a mask, we're all to blame. It's that simple. If you're signing that social contract, you're perpetuating. Um, For some, there's not any good choice because they could lose their jobs and other things but even that um so i can't imagine you know if we do get a federal court system back that's up and running and doing what it should do they're going to be backed up for the rest of my lifetime easily uh with the amount of stuff that's going to come come on the tail of this makes you wonder what's actually going to happen right well, again, this is all ball in our court. This isn't like, let's wait and see what the controllers do. No, 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 no. The ball is in our court. Do not wear a mask when you go out. Stand up and say no. Do not consent. It's that simple. Well, it's a choice, though. You, you've got to make the choice for yourself. Um, but it is a social contract. There's no doubt about it. You know, think about all the RNs and uh, nurses and others who have written me emails just beside themselves being told you'll lose your job if you don't do these things um so it is a personal choice to be clear of course it is all right next up to 30 percent of all additional deaths may have been caused not by the beer bug but by the effects of the lockdown panic and fear for example the treatment of heart attacks and strokes decreased by up to 60 percent because many patients no longer dared to go to the hospital what the hell man you've scared people so bad that they have a real problem and they won't even go get it taken care of probably something that would easily be correctable well it was worse than that when we talked with dr andy uh they had changed the procedures of the first responders so typically you'll get an ambulance or someone be the first person there they're supposed to start CPR and keep you alive till the EMT gets there. And EMT is a step up. They're supposed to keep you alive till they can get you to the hospital. At the hospital, they're supposed to call it. If you recall back, Jason, um, they were told, I forget what it was, they could quit within 20 minutes or something like that, trying to prop up the numbers for all this. But that's only half of it. And we'll get to that because everyone was getting paid. As a matter of fact, we now have people on the record uh, being offered $9,000 if they would permit their loved one who just passed away to get the word, you know what, written on the death cert. $9,000. So under the conditions that they've created where people are broke, their refrigerators might be bare, they're not paying rent, they're doing all these things off the skin of their teeth, and someone says, if you allow us to lie, we'll give you nine grand. 
what's the average person going to do? They're going to think I'd like to eat and I'd like to feed my children. It's it's a devilish deal what they've done here. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. They take away how many people's capability to make money or just maybe their family business they've had for years, whatever it happens to be. They rip it apart and you got nothing. So then they're going to come in waltzing in with this little deal like, oh, all you got to do is sign this piece of paper and you, you get $9,000. Well, where I am, um, the the essential places like head shops, they're essential. Liquor stores, they're essential. But most of the retailers that were small businesses were forced to close. The way they were forced is because their business license was threatened. Now, the places that are open, like eateries and other places, uh, small stores, convenience stores, uh, the state has been regularly showing up to ensure that they are enforcing the only people they serve are wearing masks. So you can see these are these are all everyone by law. Everyone must be treated equally under the law. On the face of it, this is there's no basis to stand on for any of it. Um, but my point would be, how is it that Walmart and Home Depot, the biggest corporations in this country, were allowed to stay open and yet Ma and Pa had to close? You can see what's going on here, and there there should be hell to pay. We'll see if hell gets paid, won't we? Even in so-called beer bug deaths, it is often not clear whether they died from or with the beer bug. With it meaning that they tested positive, but they had another underlying condition like another disease or something actually wrong with them. Or if they were just counted as a presumed case and not tested at all. Not tested at all, possibly. Think about that. However, official figures usually do not reflect this distinction. Oh, so now we got more fudging of numbers. Big surprise. On the day this happened, which I mark on March 11, uh, I looked at the language carefully, and I knew straight out of the gate what was going on, and I called it, I called the spade a spade the night this went down for us in this country. Go ahead, everybody get on a search engine. Look up the word presumed. What does the word presumed mean? Now look up the other one they used right out of the gate, novel. Look up the word novel. And what does it mean? Uh, so they called it a novel virus, and they used presumed cases from the outset. Basically, it means there's nothing going on here. Right, and <clears throat> this wouldn't surprise me if it's some sort of clever legalese, too, being woven into the narrative because they love to do that. Well, when you use words like presumed, you know, you, you can't prove whether someone's presuming or not presuming. Um, I'm not sure what it is with novel, but on the face of it, it's basically telling you that it's nothing serious um i'm just saying words have meaning and every time you see a news report that hits you like a stinky fish across <laughs> the face just look at the words they're using and then look them up if you don't know what they mean and maybe we should take a moment to compare the word presumed to assumed yeah, everyone with a search engine should look up those two things. On the very night it happened, I knew what it was, but all I had to do was go grab the language used to demonstrate what was actually being purveyed. The message actually purveyed with the chosen words. Words have meaning, um, and it was a tell from the beginning for anyone who wanted to think. Next, many media reports of young and healthy people dying from the beer bug turned out to be false. Many of these young people either did not die from the beer bug, they had already been seriously ill from an undiagnosed leukemia, for example, or they were, in fact, 109 instead of 9 years old. Just a slight freaking difference there. The claimed increase in Kawasaki disease in children also turned out to be false. Well, look, he's, he's calling it false, but it, it appears that he's already wise enough to use the right demonstration. Or they were, in fact, 109, ones and nines, instead of nine. So even to make his point, he's demonstrating what's being done here with numbers. Next, strong increases in regional mortality can occur if there is a collapse in the care of the elderly and sick as a result of infection or panic, or if there are additional risk factors such as severe air pollution questionable regulations for dealing with the deceased sometimes led to additional bottlenecks in funeral or cremation services. In other words, I remember all this crap. 
they just didn't let things go on as normal. So it looked like there was a, a much larger issue than there actually was. And in fact, that probably wasn't an issue. They were just stopping it. Well, the treatment wasn't there. People were stressed out. People weren't getting paid. So a lot of people weren't eating very well, I would imagine. Um, what happens to someone so poor that you're eating fast food for four months straight? Do you remember that? was that guy's name Spurlock he ate McDonald's for 30 <laughs> days to make a film yeah. and the doctor told him your liver's about to move out that After was 30, 30 days, days he was dying his his entire yeah. body I forget how many pounds he put on I mean it wasn't like a zillion but he looked like hell in 30 days and all of his organs were they, they couldn't believe it like the doctor literally ran the test multiple times I've watched that thing twice because it was, it was just so disgusting and pointed out exactly the truth and you're talking about something over 10 years old now that document's from a while ago so well, think about how much worse McDonald's probably is now well another side to this um, as we geared up for March 11 all this gotta get it delivered to your home stuff had kicked up roughly 10 months prior, maybe even a full year prior. All of a sudden, there was all these grub hubs and all these things that were going to just deliver free to your home. Still going on. You can order at Denny's right now, and they will deliver it free to your home. Since when does delivery not cost anything? So you could see the queue upcoming. But as soon as this did happen, you saw pizza commercials, the pizza overlords take over the airways, the KFCs, which is a verbatim 9-11 encode, by the way, when they changed from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC, they went to a verbatim 9-11 encode. And so all these things, which are in the bailiwick of what Mr. Spurlock proved, that if you ate that straight for 30 days, you could have your liver move out of your body or basically die. Um, all the consumption of these things went up. Now, to the point now, they're running ads from Popeyes, which I wouldn't eat a single thing from that place ever. Um, well, I wouldn't eat any of these places. But what they're saying is, is if you had too many pizza nights, why don't you swap in one of the Popeyes? You can see what's gone on here. The, the overall health and chances of anyone who's been sitting in front of their TV stuck in their home, which is a lot of people have done, uh, has just plummeted. And that one thing alone is going to lead to high death rates. Maybe not this year, but before long, I imagine the after effects of what's gone on here will start to register mightily. In countries such as Italy and Spain, and to some extent the United Kingdom and the United States, hospital overloads due to strong flu waves are not unusual. Moreover, this year, up to 15% of healthcare workers were put into quarantine, even if they developed no symptoms. We had report after report of people. Actually, this is where it started. One of our followers was watching cable news, and they saw a funeral home. Then they knew where it was, and so they drove there to see that it was empty, and they staked it out for a while to see that nothing happened all day. I actually had to go to a hospital for an unrelated reason during the middle of this um, where they screen you at the door to try to get you in their COVID database, um, but it was basically hardly anyone there. And when I asked how many people here are sick, uh, I was told none. Um, I was later told that all the hospitals in my area were virus or virus-free hospitals, <laughs> believe it or not. But since I'm a Marine and I'm covered by the VA, when I had to go in, they would not even let me go to the VA and forced me into this other hospital, which was closer. Um, but you can see what's gone on here. The numbers for everything were just inflated beyond belief. Now, if you look at places like New York where there's just so many people and they're all wall to wall, you're going to see some difference there. But for the majority of us in this country, we're not New York. Um, it's, it's crazy what they got away with. I'll, I'll give them that. The often shown exponential curves of corona cases are misleading, as the number of tests also increased exponentially. In most countries, the ratio of positive tests to tests overall, i.e. the positivity rate, remained constant at 5% to 25%, or increased only slightly. In many countries, the peak of the spread was already reached well before the lockdown. We have 
retired engineers and others that follow us who looked at how they were driving the numbers to their testing and they all called fraud. Um, I think I saw it written, uh, I'm not a great math guy, but I think I saw it written in a couple places where the only legitimate way to drive numbers would be per thousand or something like that, but I'm not a math guy. Point is, people who are math guys and math women, um, they looked at the way these numbers were being derived and they called foul. Countries without lockdowns, such as Japan, South Korea, Belarus, and Sweden, have not experienced a more negative course of events than many other countries. Sweden was even praised by the WHO, the World Health Organization, and now benefits from higher immunity compared to lockdown countries. 75% of Swedish deaths happened in nursing facilities that weren't protected fast enough. Yeah. Um, sorry, I come walk and chew gum at the same time. Let's keep going. The fear of a shortage of ventilators was unjustified. According to lung specialists, the invasive ventilation or intubation of beer bug patients, which is partly done out of fear of spreading the virus, is in fact often counterproductive and damaging to the lungs. We saw the overwhelming orders for ventilators made in China, if I remember correctly, and the reports that a lot of people had been injured when they were ventilated and should not been. Uh, those reports are now something like four months old, something like that. Well, this ventilator thing was nonsense because they even showed images of these things getting ordered and then they just sat there and didn't get used. They, they don't freaking need them. That was just more fear porn. Well, one thing that we've all learned is that money doesn't matter uh, in its current form. Uh, not one iota. And I'll point out again, uh, if you are a Denny's or somewhere else and you're just going to deliver for free, where did the old rules go? Where someone had to get, go in, get in a car so they get paid by the hour. They had to pay for the use of the car. They use gas in the car. Um, all those things are out the window. It just gets, it's all free now. Um, it's bizarre. And that sets aside the fact, the reports that we've heard of what the Federal Reserve did. From the time this happened here, the Federal Reserve was spending as much money as was spent in on the TARP nonsense that everyone freaked out about every six hours. And that money was pouring everywhere, but particularly into a hundred and something other central banks. And we're talking greenbacks here, American dollars. Recently, I went to my bank and I noticed there was $1,200 deposited into my account. And so I went to the bank. I said, what the hell is this? I didn't give anyone permission to put money into my account. I said, I want this charge reversed. So they did this big old rigmarole. And I just yesterday got a letter that said, you are, get this, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. This money is an offer and I'll prove it to you. They said, you are correct, we made a mistake and we have reversed the debit back to, I think they said the IRS, which is fraud on the face of it. Because the letter that I got later telling me that a debit had been made to my account was from the White House without a seal, a logo or anything else from a bank called Metabank. Um, and then they turned around and said the money was reversed back to the IRS. So the place doing the deposit and the place supposedly taking the money back were not the same thing. But they said it was, in fact, a mistake. Thank you for catching the mistake. And guess what? Two days ago, I got a check in the mail. There's your offer. If you're not following, you should listen to what we lay down on Thursday. Everything in this world is an offer. And this is more devilishness. Some people haven't been paid. They don't have really a big option uh, to say, I'm not taking that money. Of course, I'm kind of stubborn. I would probably choose to eat rice and crackers. Um, but yeah, there it all is. Various studies have shown that the main routes of transmission of the virus are neither long-range aerosols, i.e. tiny particles floating in the air, nor smear infections, i.e. on surfaces, but direct contact and droplets produced when coughing or sneezing. Okay, so we've seen studies recently where they took a number of people, I think it was a hundred, um, I don't recall, I'll bet you Dr. Kaufman would know, because uh, I think that might have been the source, and they swabbed people that were actively reporting having the flu, and they smeared it on other people, 
100% of them did not get sick. So they went back and they took the mucous membrane secretions and I think they injected them with it um, and then put it directly into their nasal cavity. So 100% of them did not get sick, proving once again that germ theory is in fact a theory. But when studies like this are done, it's proven why it's only a theory because it's not provable in any meaningful way. We're talking 100% here. So would anyone 10 years, seven years ago believe that you could walk up to someone with the flu, swab their throat or their nose, and then put that into your body and you would not get sick? I'm guessing the average person would say there's no way in hell, but it's been demonstrated. 100% of them did not catch anything. The effectiveness of face masks in healthy and asymptomatic individuals remains questionable. Experts warn that such masks may interfere with normal breathing and may become germ carriers. Leading doctors called them a media hype and ridiculous. Well, I'd like to meet some of these leading doctors um, because all the doctors I saw were wearing like almost respiration devices uh, because a normal mask wasn't good enough. But the point is, is does it take a genius to understand that masks cost money? So if a person puts one on, they're probably wearing it all day. If you wanted to do tests on the inside of that mask at the end of the day, what would you find? And by the way, what mask are they wearing tomorrow? And by the way, if it's a paper mask, it's useless after a few minutes of use. If it gets moist or wet, and that sets aside the fact that the supposed size of this supposed contagion was smaller than any of those face masks would have prevented but that sets aside the common sense thing that we can see in any neighborhood right now where if you wear a bandit man bandana you're good to go and it is all above ridiculous and this is why i refuse to 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 sign that social contract not going to happen but it's okay you can walk into a bank with that bandana on well, actually, you can't. Where I am, you want to go into a bank, you have to make an appointment. But yes, you are right. If you made that appointment, you would have to go in like a bandit. Many clinics in Europe and the United States remained strongly underutilized or almost empty during the beer bug peak and in some cases had to send staff home. Millions of surgeries and therapies were canceled, including many cancer screenings and organ transplants. Unreal, unreal, and I will say it again, if our federal court system ever comes back and do what they were sworn to do, I'm guessing someone's paying some pipers out there in the world uh, because there's no defending what's going on here. And articles like this basically point by point show you what's going on here. And before we get to the end, you'll see why all this was done, by the way. Several media were caught trying to dramatize the situation in hospitals. I saw that myself, by the way. <clears throat> Sometimes even with manipulative images and videos. In general, the unprofessional reporting of many media maximized fear and panic in the population. It's what it's designed to do. My local news here in the tiny state of Rhode Island introduced a, Pavlo a Pavlonian rig ringtone. Um, I'm pretty good at sound effects, but I can't do that one. But it's like this sinister little sound they make that they play every time they're going to cover viruses or sickness or death. Um, so they've introduced the Pavlonian precepts into so-called news reporting. Of course, we all know it's not news, don't we? Um, but how many people have noticed that their local news is now paying like a ringtone, this sinister little ringtone to prime your mind for the programming that will follow? Okay, next. The virus test kits used internationally are prone to errors and can produce false positive and false negative results. Moreover, the official virus test was not clinically validated due to time pressure and may sometimes react positive to other common coronaviruses. And again, what is a coronavirus? The freaking common cold, man. Well, come on, common common coronavirus? I never heard about it before this year, so how can it be common? Um, I spend my life reading, basically. I would have heard about a thing that was common, but that sets aside the fact that uh, many nations got sick of what was going on, mostly what we would call third world nations. Hard to know if they were directed to do these things, but they started swabbing cats and dogs and fruit, and 100% of those tests came back positive. So what are we talking about here? It's all poppycock. When you test a fruit and you're told it's infected, I think you can understand what's happened. 
numerous internationally renowned experts in the fields of virology, immunology, and epidemiology consider the measures taken to be counterproductive and recommend rapid natural immunization of the general population and protection of risk groups. So basically what they're saying is let people interact and they'll get immunity, but they had yes. a plan for that too. They introduced a marketing term to make people feel like less. It's called herd immunity as if we were cattle. Um, that's what was going on. And they had to have that term because there were places, and I always get it wrong. I don't know if it's Sweden or Norway. It's one of the northern places uh, where they didn't do the lockdown and they didn't have any crazy anything happened so what they did when they reported on it in this country is they started using the carefully selected marketing phrase herd immunity at no time was there a medical reason for the closure of schools as the risk of disease and transmission in children is extremely low there is also no medical reason for small classes masks or social distancing rules in schools well, I think I've gotten maybe 20 emails over the last, I don't know, almost two weeks about parents who are upset because they were told by their schools the library books could not be cleaned, so they're burning them or disposing of them. Yes. A lot of them are screaming Fahrenheit 451, if anyone remembers that book where uh, it's a very bleak future where the fire department doesn't show up to put out fires. They show up to start the fires, particularly books and other things. Um, but think about what's gone on here. All the funding, like where I am, there is no funding to reopen schools for the fiscal year 2021. So if those schools with no fiscal operating budget for the coming year burn all their books, where are those books gonna come from? I'll tell you where they're gonna come from, online. Do you see what's happened here? Um, this is basically a one-to-one -one Fahrenheit 451 because it's based on false reasoning that we can now demonstrate. Um, and at first, I had only had an email or two, and one of them didn't seem that severe. But over the last few days, I've gotten a number of them, and I realize it's now a thing that's happening all over. Well, let's not forget, it's probably going to be Common Core also. Yeah, I don't, I don't have kids, so... Well, I've looked into it for quite a few years, and it's it's insane. Anyway, the claim that only severe beer bug, but not influenza, may cause ven venous thrombosis and pulmonary lung embolism is not true, as it has been known for 50 years that severe influenza greatly increases the risk of thrombosis and embolism as well. I'll tell you another thing that's been known for almost 100 years. Jason has a publication that we're trying to get PDF from, I think it's 1923. Yes. That's nearly 100 years ago, where they knew flat out that the idea of gloves, masks, and separation for what we call the common cold or flu is absolute poppycock rubbish and that any doctor who thought along those lines should lose their medical privileges. This book was published in 23. Now go back to the last bullet point where they're emptying libraries because they can't clean all the books and destroying them. Do you see where this goes? I would recommend to everybody, if you have access to old books, hoard them. And I don't tell people to hoard a damn thing in this world, but there could come a time when books are worth their weight in gold. Several medical experts described express coronavirus vaccines as unnecessary or even dangerous. Indeed, the vaccine against the so-called swine flu of 2009, for example, led to cases of severe neurological damage and lawsuits in the millions. In the testing of new coronavirus vaccines, too, serious complications and failures have already been reported. So I think someone who was it, it was a medical professional, told me on average it takes 10 years to develop a supposed vaccine um, so you can see what's going on here. The idea of panic and fear has thrown every common sense clinical trial and everything else out the window. Um, anyone who takes this, I mean, I, I don't even know what to tell you. It'd be a cold day in hell. I, I would take just about anything before I took this. Um, it's ridiculous, beyond pale, to use fear to push something through so quickly and so clearly not aimed at any real issue that you've got to wonder what it's actually about.
A global respiratory disease pandemic can indeed extend over several seasons, but many studies of a second wave are based on very unrealistic assumptions, such as a constant risk of illness and death across all age groups. Let, let's, let's be blunt about this. If something really was wrong, you'd actually be able to see it and notice it in your own daily lives, unless you're a freaking hermit living un, under a rock. Well, to for the world to undergo what's just happened, a lockdown at this level, which seems to affect it just about everywhere, you would expect to see bodies up to the ceiling. And I, I run a podcast that goes, I think, over 100 countries regularly. Uh, I don't know anybody who knows anyone who, for certain, directly died because of even what we'll call the flu. So it goes to show you. But we're getting to one of the reasons why this was all done here in these bullet points. In places like New York City, nurses described an oftentimes fatal medical mismanagement of beer bug patients due to questionable financial incentives or inappropriate medical protocols. On the other hand, early treatment with zinc and HCQ turned out to be effective after all. I was clicking on the link, so it says here, um, straightforward medical, typically the diagnosis related group lump sum payment would be five grand, but if it's beer bug 19, then it's 13 grand, and if it's beer bug 19 pneumonia, the patient ends up on a ventilator and it goes up to 39 grand. Uh, we have read that the death certificate gets that moniker put on it, beer bug, that it's over 60 grand. So for anyone to even fake like there are real numbers when they're offering between 39 and 60 some grand, depending on whether they're dying or being admitted, it is laughable. Uh, on the highest order, it is laughable. And that sets aside the reports of people being offered nine grand to falsify the death certificate of their loved one. The number of people suffering from unemployment depressions, and domestic violence as a result of the measures has reached historic record levels. Several experts predict that the measures will claim far more lives than the virus itself. According to the United Nations, 1.6 billion people around the world are at immediate risk of losing their livelihood. Let me tell you something. The reason why things don't look as bad on the surface is because of one thing and one thing alone. There are no more bread lines. It's not the 1930s Depression era where people had to stand to, at a government office where lines are going around the corner. No, no, no. You've got a little plastic card in your wallet, and you just swipe it with the money that they put on there for you to go buy groceries from Walmart. That's why you don't notice. Uh, we will notice over the next few years when we reach the low point of the sun and go forward, there will be a world that is very different from the one we just came from. And we're never going back, whatever happens to that other world that we used to think was normal. But I would remind people that what we were calling normal, people weren't happy that paid attention. We've been running this podcast for five years and basically with very few exceptions, what we were covering was the coming end game, which is what we're looking at here. Um, so I would suggest that we are going to see a population reduction, um, but it's mostly probably going to be what people did to themselves. They lived on KFC for six months. That'll kill you. Um, any number of things. They didn't go to the hospital or maybe couldn't go to a hospital. Um, the stress, uh, the alcoholism, the drug abuse because of the depression, people just trying to do anything to feel normal or good again. Um, th that's all coming. That will, that will be what plays out over the next couple of years, I would imagine. Well, let's just be realistic here. If you're drinking gallons of soda every day and eating processed GMO garbage for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and every snack in between, uh, yeah, your immune system, or whatever it truly is, might be a little compromised. Well, think about the places where they're not allowed to go out. Uh, not getting sunlight and fresh light and fresh air uh, that'll make someone sick and you know, we're all different. Some people will be affected way more adversely But there are places where a drone comes out of the sky like in Spain if you try to go out your front door So yeah, these are these are going to directly relate to a population reduction There's no doubt about it and by the way this next take this next one with a grain of salt because the first person mentioned is a put-up in my view NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden warned that the corona crisis will be used for the permanent expansion of global surveillance. 
renowned virologist Pablo Goldschmidt spoke of a global media terror and totalitarian measures. Leading British virologist uh, Professor John Uxford spoke of a media epidemic. Media. Media epidemic. I love it. So you can see how they tie the bow and become the beneficiaries of everything as well as the executors of everything. Uh, the Snowden fraud, uh, which WikiLeaks was all about that. That's why the fraud WikiLeaks site was put up. Um, this was going to be the big thing that launched that or one of the big things that launched that. But how is it that Snowden could say the words Corona crisis back in the day? Unless it's being implied that he said it recently. But either way, Hollywood can say anything any day of the week. And that's how I view him. By the way, he's named after a mountain in a, in a place that matters. And anytime you see Dan, you're, you're looking at a relation to the tribe of Dan, in my view. More than 600 scientists have warned of an unprecedented surveillance of society through problematic apps for contact tracing. In some countries, such contact tracing is carried out directly by the Secret Service. In several parts of the world, the population is being monitored by drones and facing serious police overreach during lockdowns. Well, here's the thing. For what's coming to come, it requires cell phones and all the people addicted to their cell phones using apps. This contact tracing idea that's been going on for a long time. You ever look at uh, Forge of Empires that they're going to give away free on TV? Go download it. That's F-O-E. They're telling you. Foe. We are your foe. There's many examples I could cite. But this contact tracing is just what's been going on coming up into the daylight so they can do it openly. All these apps and other crap you got on your phone that you don't need, they've been contact tracing you forever. Um, it's just now serious people are getting in on the game, not just some app distributor using your data as fodder. Um, you, it, anyone who gives a damn about where this world goes should seriously be thinking about their cell phone. For my part, I have a 3G phone. When it dies, I'll go to an old, large-numbered geek 90-year-old person flip phone, or I won't use one uh, because I have a landline in my home. Most people can't even imagine that, but the cell phone is the anchor for what's coming. Where are you going, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> a 2019 WHO study on public health measures against pandemic influenza found that from a medical perspective, contact tracing is not recommended in any circumstances. Nevertheless, contact tracing apps have already become partially mandatory in several countries. What happened when we went into the digital age was nobody understood how it worked that had any say at any level. And so all these things that began stealing all your data and more data than the average person imagines, and most people are so ignorant, they say ridiculous things like, well, I haven't done anything wrong. I don't care if they have my data, showing the ignorance of what's gone on here. Um, there have typically in a normal sane Western society, when all these new things come online, there are mandates and rules put around how they can be used. The whole idea of HIPAA regulations so that people can't just take your health information and use it against you in some way. That was the whole thing. But you see, back when HIPAA came to be, it was paper and folders. But once we got up to the digital age, nobody understood how it worked and they had no clue about the vast quantity of data that can be taken. And so what's going on now is the surveillance age has reached point three or four or five, I don't know what point, but it's stepped up many times since the CEO of Sun Microsystems told us there was no privacy left in the world in 1999, 21 years ago. Um, he was telling a true thing. What basically is being done with all this data is it's a real-time picture. So every lie that gets told, what do people do? They talk about it. They go to Facebook. All that data gives them an instant snapshot of whether their lie is flying or whether people are getting upset and they readjust their messaging based on it. But that is the most insignificant of uses for the data. The data can be conglomerated in algorithms that are so advanced in supercomputers, they can go through trillions of pieces of data in seconds. And what it does is it gives them a time machine. They can predict to a 98% certainty what will happen next month on a Sunday at 9 o'clock in any time zone in the world. That kind of idea. 
the idea that if they wanted to, they could look at the data they've collected on everyone who uses Facebook and come up with an accurate prediction of what day they will die, where they will die geographically, what it will be that kills them, and the group of people that makes them in common with. So the next time you want to act like your little cell phone, uh, you don't care about the data collection, what you're doing is you're feeding the Fahrenheit 451 machine that's being attempted here. And that's the truth of it. And since I know 99% of people, you could tell them anything and they wouldn't give up their phone for a second, I think what's about to come is a foregone conclusion. But for my part, Jason, I won't be party to that. All right, so to get to a little bit of the uh, wrap-up on this, July of 2020 on the development of the pandemic, <laughs> or a lack thereof, how about we say. In most Western countries, the peak of beer bug infections was already reached in May March or April and often before the lockdown. The peak of deaths in most Western countries was in April. Since then, hospitalizations and deaths have been declining, declining in most Western countries. This development also applies to countries without a lockdown, such as Sweden, Belarus, and Japan. Cumulative annual mortality in most Western countries continues to be in the range of a mild to strong influenza season. I don't think we need to go any further. Well, that's, that, that's, that's, not even, that's not even true either because it's not influenza season. So even what's being stated here, which is a more realistic look, how many times do you have an influenza in the middle of summer? Well, I think I mean, they're implying on. that it was over because they said April it was over. How many times do you have an influenza in April? Typically, these are winter months and fall months where you see people getting sick for the most part. Um, but it's impossible to know these things anymore because that's why all the, the library books are being burned. Because that data can't be changed. When you go online, um, the data changes overnight. How many times have we told the... Uh, the satellite story. When I first started realizing satellites were nonsense, you were told there were 20 to 30,000 of them. When I started asking how come an astronaut's never poked his iPhone out the ISS window to show us these thousands of amazing satellites. Now, if you go on Google, as a matter of fact, I'll do it right now, just so you can see. So five years ago, it was 20 to 30,000 satellites. How many satellites are there last time i did this there were a thousand how many satellites are there in space let's see Ooh, <laughs> this one's claiming three thousand six hundred i'm not using google if i use google i know it's in the neighborhood of a thousand because i did this about a month ago this is what data on the internet brings you it brings you an easy way to control things it leaves no way to have foundational things we know that can't be like the barn wall in animal farm and that's why books will always be so critically important and i wonder how many libraries are going to have the totality of what was in them put and burned or something because of this nonsense um, the people who participate in that are literally the firemen in Fahrenheit 451. Um, the internet is not a valid source of information unless you know what you're doing. Um, because the truth of it is that information changes nonstop and half the time what you find is a copy and paste. If you take verbatim information, Jason and I research every week, this is how I know it. If you find information you're interested in and you copy two or three sentences and do a verbatim search, you will find how many other places just copy and pasted that verbatim information. So I'm just saying. Right. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, coming up this week, uh, we have Tom Barnett, and that was one hell of a conversation on law. I, I can only imagine how much more we could get into with that fellow, but he is quite learned. Well, uh, that's coming Thursday, and I'll ask a simple question to everyone listening. You can exist in two realms in our legalized world, the private realm and the public realm. One of those two realms has to do with the living. Do you know which one that might be? Um, you can go look at my, uh, my episode image. is already up on Twitter, so you can see. But we're doing a follow-up with this guy because it was just kind of... We, we've done so many law episodes, and every time we do it, we walk away with our jaw hanging open. Uh, it's, it's insane what we don't know. Uh, but there it is. Join us Thursday for what I'll just call an eye-opener. All right, that's going to do it. All right, man.
That brings the episode to a close. Join us Thursday, and I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded year ahead. Hold on tight falls on the way, but it doesn't have to be as bad as it might be if we all stand up and do the right things. There it is, man. Cheers.